Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a super cool guest. He uh, was an agent for six years at Clear Talent, and now he is a manager at Armada Partners. I'm so excited to talk with him and give you guys so much information about being a manager, from being an agent, the ins and outs of the industry. Please welcome Scott Reynolds. Pop on. There he is. Hey. Hey there. Thanks for having Uh, me. I'm so happy you're here. I can't wait to uh, hang out and chat. This is like my social. This is how I'm social now. This is I just do podcasts and get to know people. It's so much fun. I love it. I love it. So let's get down into it. You're an agent for six years. Tell me about that life. And then tell me what it's like to uh, the different roles that an agent plays to a manager. Okay. Yeah. Uh, agent life was, uh, was good. I would say, um, it was interesting too. Um, it's definitely, you know, being an agent is, uh, definitely a grind. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, after, you know, being there for at clear for six years, you know, when I first got there, it was, it was helped to grow the, the department. Um, you know, it was just myself and, uh, Brown Ansel, who's the VP of the company still is. Um, and you know, just over time, it was just a constant, you know, build on the roster and just and you know you're constantly grinding you're trying to get just procure appointments for your clients and um and it just it was it was very it was fun but also and successful too because you you watch people's careers go from like one co-star to guest star to a series regular or we had one kid do one co-star and then a series regular um you know so it, it that was that was really fun to watch and um you know, and two, then it's, you know, you have like a hundred clients. So it's, you know, so you're you really give as much attention to each person as you can as a manager, but exactly. what made you go into, what was your inspiration to become an agent, to go into that side? Were you an actor? Were you involved in the industry in any capacity before you started at Dave Shapira? Uh, tell us. Uh, no, I wasn't. Um, I'm a, wow. I'm a psychology, sociology major. Um, I, I love TV and film. Um, and so when I first actually got out to LA, I uh, was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I had, I had an idea in my head. I wanted to get into the entertainment business. And so while I was still working at a you know normal job, um, I had a friend tell me, you should intern at an agency. I think you'll like it. And oh. so, um, I did an internship and, uh, I ended up liking it. You know, I like the idea of, you know, when I see breakdowns, I feel like a kid, you know, I see some that I really love. I'm a comic book geek. So I love when everything comes out, I love it. Um, and I just realized too, that like the job as an agent is really sales. So, and I've been doing sales for, since I was 15. So for 20 years now, so I'm, um, it's really what it was, except that this time, instead of selling products, it's like you're selling people, but it was, it was, a uh, it's just something I really dug. And then when I became an assistant, um, I had a pretty quick track up to agent because they knew I wanted to be uh, a rep. I wanted to be an agent. <clears throat> so, you know, I took on clients my second year and, um, and then after two years at DSA, I, I went to clear, but you know, so it was just, yeah, no, I'm not an, I, I didn't go to a film school, even though I tried to take a class at Florida state when I did. And they said, no, um, they were <laughs> a very strict school. Um, and, uh, they, you know, and I just was, yeah, I was psych sociology and, uh, and Wait, just, that's really helpful. Psych, you have to deal with the mentality of actors. Oh my yeah. God. People and, and helpful for sales as well. Yeah. Amazing. Just, just personalities in general, not just the client, yeah. but like right. everybody casting, right. every, every creative mind too here. And so, um, it did help. Um, you know, so yeah. And then just with the track and, and it's just, I really, I've just always, yeah, I always enjoyed the representation aspect of things. So, and then going into management, I really, 
I, you know, over, over the last few years, I've had friends kind of, you know, and colleagues and stuff like tell me like in my ear that, you know, I would make a better manager. Like, I mean, why, is had, that? why? because think, you're a handholder, you like to have a more intimate relationship with the people you represent. Yeah. Uh, I was very manager. We were, you know, both, both of us were at, at clear. We were very managerial. I've always been very managerial. I've always, I'm a very creative person. I'm a very visual person. So, I mean, I've always enjoyed reading scripts and then, you know, justify, like, you know, I always say like, it justified myself or like when I pitched or anything, I'm like, I see them in this world. I know they do this role, whether casting said no or not. I was like, but it from myself, it, it justified my thinking. And, uh, and, but yeah, being able to, you know, I had casting friends tell me that, you know, I'd make a better manager. I had other, you know, friends and, you know, and just be able to also explore different uh, territories of the business as a manager that you're capable of doing instead of like just focusing on just the actors getting TV and film. And in, in a way, sometimes you lose your creative, you know. What is that? What is, the, what's the, what is that element that you can do as a manager that you can't do as an agent? Um, I think you really, one, can handhold. You can be, you know, really take control and not take control, but uh, be a part of someone's career and in, and help them in different ways. Like, and in, in why being creative, you know, sit there, you read scripts for your clients, you have more time to do that. And, mm -hmm. you know, and just, and then for yourself too, where either you can eventually also produce or get into lit and, and be creative and like really, mm -hmm. and eventually you want to, you know, put something on the screen or whatever it may be. Um, and then just, but yeah, and as you are a manager and you have a smaller list, you know, really kind of help with our clients and be like, okay, you know, really help their trajectory of their career and be like, not this role, not this project, you know, not just do something just to do it um, and make sure each step of the way is something that propels them upward, you know. So it gives you more time to care and more time to really sort of hone in individually on each person versus in an agency, there's so many more people, it's more about the pitch and you can't attach as as close to each person or you don't have time to you don't have i think you don't really have time to you can yeah. but i mean it's really really hard because then you know you do have a hundred people that you are caring about and it's really just like let's get the appointments let's you know you still want to make sure you're not just throwing crap to the wall i'll try mm -hmm. not to curse i tend to curse i'm sorry um and then <laughs> i like it yeah, yeah throw you know throw crap to the wall and hope it sticks but you know because you're just trying to get everybody an appointment I mean, but at the same time, you can care as an agent because you see somebody who maybe they're developmental and you're like, okay, let's find those co-stars and then then go up, you know, and, and then keep going to the next levels and when you can. And then, um, and then, but then also if you have the bigger name actors and uh, you want to make sure that you're going after the top series regulars, top guest stars when they're, you know, available. So, but as a manager, you kind of don't just go after a role just to go after it. You know, you're like, okay, let's get them in front of casting when you can now either Zooms or self-tapes, but on on a, on something like meaty something worthwhile really can show your clients range you know otherwise sometimes as an agent you can be like okay you don't have any credits but here's girl number one boy number one like let's just get that credit because i used to always say let me get that credit and i'll use my words and spin it you know so oh interesting yeah. is your sales factor so let me let's just discuss a minute so when actors are starting out and they have no credits so the agent either one is helpful to getting your first job and is yeah. it always going to be a one-liner or no you can just no. it doesn't necessarily have to be that way no not and, at all. okay so sometimes actors will come in and get their first series regular in the first couple auditions i think i have a couple clients that happened to yeah. i think my client derek thaler went from just starting to having a series yeah 
It does happen. It does. Oh, it does how happen. How does that happen, Scott? How does that happen? How do the how does it all come together to make that person get that job? And no. I have another question after that about doing taking those one-liners and building your credits and moving on from a one-liner to a co-star to a guest star and then taking a one-liner backwards again and how you feel about that. But let's address that first question. Okay. About how does it happen? Sometimes people yeah. just get a series. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it doesn't always have to be a one-liner, and that's not that's never the goal. Like, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't, like them. Let's be honest. Like, no yeah. one coming. They're also those co-stars are the hardest to book. But how it happens? I mean, it's really just the 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 actor is in front of somebody who believes their rep believes in them, and and you know, casting or producers, and they just and it happens. Like, I mean, it does happen. We, it's happened whether it's one co-star, two or none. You know, and we've seen it with our clients. You know, and so. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, um, I forgot her name, but she's on Riverdale, the redhead. Like, I don't believe she had a credit before Riverdale and, wow. you know, and she was just boom and she got it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, it just happens because somebody is there that believes in you, you know, we always say there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, but that's why, you know, you sit there and you put in a good, a good impression on casting and you have a good read and they push you forward. And sometimes they're the ones that are fighting you. Like this is, this is the person or, yeah. you know, the producers just, or, you know, if it's obviously if it's a pilot or you know whatever network studio and they're not battling for it but um yeah i mean it just happens i think you know it's hey i i always tell people like this is an industry that you have to persevere you have to work you know i'm i just the way i was raised was you work hard and you know it'll pay off and but it's also work hard persevere and a little bit of luck will be sprinkled on top I love you, that. Just, you just don't know when it's going to happen it can yeah. happen literally the day you get on on in town or it can happen in 10 years and so I always, I always, um, I always bring up the example because when I first started, I was an assistant. Uh, my boss at the time, I, when I started, she passed away um, two months later. But was Catherine was Catherine Justin, oh. and Catherine Justin, you know, she started late in the game, like maybe thirties, early forties, and and then once she passed away, she had two Emmys under her belt because, like, she I mean, she worked hard. She, you know, important, especially because she had a family to, um, you know, uh, take care of and. You know, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, got a, a Emmy for West Wing and then an Emmy for uh, Desperate Housewives. So it happens. I think it's just it's all about working hard and, you know, and, and constantly training and constantly just working on your craft. And and then but then just, you know, and at the same time, too, you want to make sure you find the right team. You know, you don't always just want to find somebody just to find, you know, you don't always just want an agent just to have an agent or managers to have one. You know, you want, let me ask you, let me interject on that, because I have you know, clients call me all the time going, I met this person, I'm not sure, they want a two-year contract, a one-year contract, a three-year contract. What is, a, what is the best way to make that decision? And is a two-year contract too long to ask for, or is it not long enough? Um, well, from my experience, I've never dealt with a two-year contract. Our, whether as an agent or a manager, it's always been a year, and then obviously just kind of, re, you know, recurs. And, um, <clears throat> but, I know like with kids, you know, a three-year contract is pretty standard, is pretty standard. Oh, okay. So, um, but you know, one year and then, but at the same time, like, Hey, uh, you know, if you don't, uh, contracts are scary for everybody, yes. but, and, and the, but in a way they protect, they always protect both parties. And there's always, I would always say that, Hey, you know, after the SAG rule, even a SAG rule, is it like three months? It's, if it doesn't work out, cool. You know, wash your hands of it, you know, have a great day. This isn't working out. I always kind of feel like I've never, 
want to sit there and be like, you know, I'm going to really always hold somebody to their contract, especially if they leave and then they go get something else. But no, but why would you even want someone to stay if they don't want to be there and vice versa? Exactly. You know, they always say, especially some agencies that you keep the clients on there and they just, you just hope that they drop you instead of you know, vice versa. But yeah. And then you're just sitting there like if they do get something cool, you're collecting the money, but you're not really, you know, in the end, like, a contract does can be a little bit intimidating and you get a little unsure when people want you to sign a contract, but obviously everybody wants, both parties want to protect themselves. Um, but if you find yourself meeting with somebody that you know that they're going to wake up every morning and fight on your behalf, then it's worth it. And mm -hmm. it's, I mean, sometimes that's kind of hard to find, but other, but you can really, I feel like you can tell like someone to be extremely enthusiastic about you. Um, you know, you're, they're not just signing you because you're a type or yeah. whatever, fill a hole, you know? So it's, it's really about, signing the people that you really want to work with and, and you can tell in that meeting you can get a, a back and forth which yeah. links me i just want a quick question what is the sag rules about uh breaking a contract um i'm not i'm unsure if they've actually changed it's been a while since i've looked into it but i believe it was three months i believe it was three months that there was no like if you, if you never got any auditions or anything you can break the contract Correct um, is null yeah. and void i do yeah, believe yeah. that's right yeah yeah but, but i mean I think okay. in most cases, if, if you sign a contract with an agent or a manager and you're unhappy, they're not going to force you to stay. I think yeah. people get nervous about that unless you're on a series and then they want you to stay. I think. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, we, like, if you book a series, we want you to stay. Um, and because then we want to go find you a movie when you're open, right. you know? And I think, hey, you know, seeing all the time where book somebody on a series and they, they end up going to a bigger place or going to just another place, sometimes even a lateral move, but it is what it is, you know, and, but you still get that money. Um, and you know, you know, and that's in the yeah, end, like you worked hard. How yeah. does it feel? Because, you know, actors get so much rejection, but agents and managers get rejection too. When your oh, yeah. clients leave you, Oh, it stabs you in the heart. Doesn't it? It does. It sucks. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like sometimes it doesn't. And you're like, bye. But like, <laughs> I mean, if, you're, if I'm being honest, like you know, it just depends. But you know, yeah. it does hurt because especially if you are part of their team, like you watch them grow. Like you know, yeah. you there and you get participated in their career. Yeah, and then you made their career, and then it's you know, then. Um, but you kind of have to tell yourself that's the nature of the business. It sucks, but like I mean, that more on the I think on the agent side. I think as a manager, like you can keep. Clients, but even if you're a small shop, you still have you still have the threat of somebody bigger coming after you. Yeah. So how you, Scott, so we can get to know you. Yeah. How do you deal with it? Do you exercise? Do you eat a hamburger? <laughs> do you cry? What do you do to process well, rejection? Not counting the pandemic, uh, you know, have a glass of wine. But yeah. <laughs> in the pandemic, a bottle? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you just you rant about it. Do you talk to people about it? Do you put it inside as a psychology major? You get it out. Uh, I'll, I'll be in, if I was in the office, I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, F them, <laughs> you know, but like, <laughs> but you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, I think it, it got to a point where, and this might not be the best like mindset, but it's, you know, you became, you become numb to it. You know, mm -hmm. I think, you know, and you're like, it is, you, you kind of have to tell yourself it's the nature of the business. You know, you're not going to like, look as an agent and <clears throat> a manager calls you and like says, Hey, the client's leaving. You don't want to sit there and get mad at the manager. You're like, Hey, actors are gonna come and go you know, like they listen to their friends and you think, and we've lost people because they're, you know, their friends said like, Oh, you should go somewhere else. Uh, um, or, yeah. you know, Hey, wife or husband, you know, yeah. it's all different scenarios. But right. you know, I was at a, at a, at a, at, during my assistant time, I learned, I learned right away. Don't ruin a relationship with a manager 
over a client. And I think vice versa. That's, that's, that's incredibly great advice because yeah. why? you don't want to have obstacles because it is a mindset just as actors have that mindset because actors get the nose all the time and they have to keep mindset and going just yeah. like you guys have to go and you don't want to ruin relationships in any capacity. No. And I mean, Hey, like they do come and go and then you just, you know, as agents, you, you send, uh, you know, if they say they booked a series or whatever, or even a film and it had sequels, you just, you send your protection letter and you just, and you go after it, especially if they're under contract. And, um, and you're like, look, let's collect the money. Cause that's in the end. That's like, all right, well, as long as you're protected. And then, you know, as a series. And, and, and not to say that you're heartless cause you keep talking about the money, but it is a business and you are an agent yeah. to procure the work. And then as a manager, you're handholding their careers and you yeah. want to get paid. Here's, I just want to say, I really respect agents and managers because world who's listening, you guys work for free until they get a job, which is a big investment. Yeah. No. And you know, it's not about being heartless and yeah, I'm saying money a lot, but it's really, in the end, everybody wants to make money and that really, and that's just really the extent of it is okay. You know, as an agent, if clients left us, we're like, okay, protection ladder just so we continue to get the commission. I'm, I'm on your side. I totally, oh, yeah. 1,000. Uh, no, but in the end it does suck. And like, especially if you're part of somebody's career. Um, and then, you know, and yeah, with all that side, like, Hey, that's kind of how we handle it. Um, and then, you know, you, you just try to move on. Um, but yeah, it, try uh, to move on. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, you're not gonna, you don't want to kill yourself over it. It's, it's, everything is a marathon. You tell your clients, everything is a marathon, not a sprint. Your career is a marathon, not a sprint, you know, tomorrow another breakdown you know another uh, potential job. i have i have some lines i would say i don't really want to say it on here but i would just say like you know if i really got pissed off about somebody leaving i just like i'll find someone that looks like you with a better attitude and, uh, <laughs> so, um but like it's just more of a joke and more of a, a way of to vent and laugh at the situation you know try yeah. to laugh to hide the pain I love um, it. what is the difference and why uh, and what is your role now? And let's talk about your new job. Yeah. So agent, let me just clarify for the people listening. And I know the answers pretty much, but I'm just going to reiterate. Agent has a lot of clients in a bigger, most likely a bigger company where it's, you can't have the handholding. And also a manager is really to help with the other aspects of your career, not just giving you the audition and making your deals. Yeah. So the agent is a bigger and bigger in sales, I would think. And the manager becomes, it's really almost the same thing, but a manager becomes on the, you know, a closer guide. Yes. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, I think that if you're a manager, the definition of managing is you are managing your client's career. You're yeah. consulting, you know, you're giving proper consultation. You know, uh, there are managers out there that basically just act like agents. And I, you know, as an agent, I, you know, I felt like I was doing more managerial stuff, but as a manager and you know, what I love is you know, David would say this, it's, it's kind of corny, but I love, I do love it. And it makes sense is that as a manager, you know, you take the biz, busy out of your business and, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of what you do. You handle like, you know, say you can still go after and, you know, introduce your clients to casting and try to get, you know, appointments and, and whatnot. But really it's, it's, uh, you want to, you know, make sure that everything is, you know, handled so they don't have a stressful like day. Say they have a, you know, theatrical audition, commercial audition, you know, then maybe you have to go do a shoot or something. You, you sit there and you handle all the scheduling and that they literally just need to know an address and a time and be there. And yeah. And just, and just handle like, you know, Hey, you got to shoot out of the city. Like, okay, handle the travel. You just, just deal with everything and manage their career. And also that goes along with the fact that like, 
you know, an agent sends, you know, the client an appointment, like, okay, do we really want them in this or is it the, is this the right role? And be able to, you know, speak for, you know, the client in a way and will allow the, and have the client know that we, you know, have their best interests at heart. You know, I sit there, I, I would like, I'm a very honest person and I will speak my mind and I, and I, and going into this job, I've told all the clients, I'm like, I will speak my mind and I will let you know, and I want you to speak your mind to me so we can, you know, cause we, I just want the best for everybody. And, you know, so it's, yeah, I mean, and like, and that's why when, as a manager, if you have a smaller list, you're able to do that. You're able to, you know, be, give that consultation, give that, you know, be able to handle, you know, their business and, and let the client know that they are a business and like, and you are, you yourself, you know, is a business and that's in is your career mm-hmm. and, you know, making sure everything is aligned. Right. You know, I don't think even as an agent, I sit there and a client was posted something and I was like, no, 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 don't do that. You know, like, and try to jump in just cause you, you want to protect them. You want, again, their best interest at heart. Yeah. Cause it is a business and you have it to, is, yeah. I think actors sometimes forget they're just thinking about getting the job, but it's a fuller yeah. picture than that. Mm-hmm. So how did you meet Dave? How did you, decide were you working with Dave at Armada partners were yeah. you working with him as an agent is that how you met him tell me tell us the story yeah. so um I know I'm gonna go back to your co-star question too because I didn't answer oh it. yes thank but, you uh, Dave, Dave, Dave and I knew have known each other for a while um you know we've we've been in a couple groups where you're sharing info and you're you know you and just like and you're just reps helping reps and yeah. um but then for about the last year and a half I think it was a year and a half um we shared a client so mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was, you know, thinking of making a change, you know, I, I, you know, we, him and I had a talk and we kind of already knew we already had a rapport with each other. We already knew how each other worked, you know, personalities clicked. Um, and so it just kind of, it was, it seemed like a, you know, hit a hit, like a mutual, um, appreciation and, and know that I think we would work together well. And I got a good vibe with you guys. I'm wishing you guys the best together, but I already know it's the best. I can feel it. Yeah, I mean, hey, we we signed a couple people from your class, so uh, uh, no. <laughs> you know, so and, I know everything uh, that goes on. I know, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and like, and and that's the thing, and, and we really do. We have a really great, you know, you know, I would say even just banter of like knowing how to handle the day. And yeah. one of the things is like, you know, so going in, it's like now the clients too have two managers, yeah. um, and be able to like just you know, okay, you're going to do this one thing. Let me go do this other, you know. And, and just, you guys, um, we'll get to the co-star after this question. Yeah, yeah. You guys handle only in Los Angeles or now is it Atlanta, New York, everywhere? Because of- I mean, we're worldwide. Uh, so, I mean, and as managers, you, that's the other thing is too, is like you are covering for your client more than anything and you are handling your client's business. But I mean, of our client list, we have, um, I believe, nine countries. Um, so, you know, we have some, we have some folks in Australia, uh, UK, uh, one person in France, one person in Germany, Amazing. Uh, somebody in Canada right now. Um, one of the clients who's in Australia right now is really based in New York most of the time. Right. So, um, <clears throat> he happens to be Australian, but, uh, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, so we're right, you know, so, so uh, exciting. I mean, silver lining for COVID though, too, for acting coaches, because my studio is now global too. And right. all those places, it's so fun to see actors all around the world. And yeah. it must be fun to represent because it's different. It's just different worlds just to expand. You, it seems exciting to me. It really and is. Yeah. When I signed those clients uh, from the classes here. You know yeah. we're doing the happy dance because we don't just coach and train actors to get better. We yeah. want their success. We're their yeah. cheerleaders underneath. Yeah, and you guys have been doing a great job. I mean, it's 
Thank you. Oh, you can tell even a difference over a month, you know, and like, and because they're just, because those, you know, those are also the clients that I love to work with who are just ready to continue to work, to continue yeah. working on their craft. I'm a big sports guy and I always sit there like, you know, that's why when you find the right coach, it's, it's somebody who's gonna make you bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, that's just like a metaphor, but like, yeah, you're gonna, you find the right teacher who is gonna let you fall on your face in class. So you don't do it with casting. Yeah. And, you know, and that's always been, and like, I can tell, I mean, we um, got a tape from Ailey yesterday and I was like, damn, I can already tell a difference, you know, for Amazing. after a month and it, it's just, it's great. And I think, the, and that's what, that's one of the things that I get attracted towards clients what I want. Um, yeah. And even when, you know, you asked earlier, like when we were, when you meet with a potential client, yeah. I'm a big like personality first yeah. and then, and then your work ethic and then like, you know, and your work. And, and then if you're good. <laughs> and if you're good, like, you know, but, and everyone was like, well, you know, people would be like, oh, well, if Brad Pitt came across your desk, I'd be like, well, he better have a good personality. No. That's how it was. And I, we always sit there and I'd be the one that like didn't talk, but I'd listen. And then if I really liked them, then I engaged and just go for it, you know? So, um, and what is that? What would be the perfect meeting? We're going to get back to that co-star question. Yeah, yeah, no, what would the perfect meeting be? Uh, that the person, the actor, actress coming in is just really connected to themselves, has a lot to offer, isn't too self-indulgent. I'm giving you answers. But what would it look like for you in a good meeting? So if anyone ever, you know, got a meeting with you after yeah. this or whatever, what would it be? Um, I don't know if there's a such thing as a perfect meeting, but I think what it is, is for at least me, and I think everybody, every rep is different. Every person is different. You know, I, I want to see, you know, you know, that your, you know, your personality shines through, mm -hmm. um, you know, we've met some people that are very timid, but that's just the way they were. But you knew like, then you sit there and you realize, okay, you have a shell that you need to break out of. But right. so, like, and I don't mean you have to be gung ho and like, you know, in like so much energy, but it's like right. more you have a personality, you have a work ethic, you know, even to say you don't have much of a resume, but you're like, I'm doing this, this and this, this is also what I'm good at. This is all, you know, uh, I you know, say I'm, you were an athlete or, you know, military whatever it may be like you know just i want to know anything and everything because it's all right. ammo uh you know for us to and and us to get enthusiastic about um and then you look at your the footage and and then but the other thing is too is that i think everybody everyone will talk about an it factor i think the it factor is a personal preference like you sit there and you'll be like okay there's something about this person that right. i like right. and, and i'm like you know and you know when they're in the room they're gonna like they have that it's just a charisma it's just well, it's a, not subjective because yeah you could think that person has an it factor and then they can go in then no one else sees it yeah they don't like that person so yeah. it's all subjective that's why you really have to believe in yourself so much yeah you, that you is do driving force yeah and that's what and that's and then that was that's when it goes into the fact of like for the actor to find the right rep you know they feel like they know that there's something about you um right. and even like there's a lot of potential even if it's something that you know, you have to work on your craft and you know, over time, then, you know, that's somebody that you really you should consider. And I think, um, I mean, we did that as an agent, we met with the kid and I think he didn't get his first credit until like, God, like a year and a half in or whatever. But then once he did it, then he, he booked, I think he booked, it was a small co-star on an HBO show, but it was like, okay, that, and then boom, a lead of a pilot. And wow. so you, cause you just know like, okay, all you needed was that one thing. Yeah. And you know, and again, use your words and spin it. So yeah. use your you know. words and spin it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's go back to the co-star. So yeah. what if you do start building your resume with co-star? 
Is there a trap to do too many? My philosophy is work begets work. And yeah. if you're an artist, there's a story to tell in any size role. It doesn't matter to me, but I know actors feel like, oh God, I, I've done too many. I have to move. I can't get past it. What's your yeah. philosophy on that? Um, I agree. Work begets work. Um, I think also it's a case by case basis with, with, yeah. with the actors. Um, I, you know, if a client's going to do, if they somehow get their first credit and it happens to be that one line or it's even just a small co-star in general that has multiple lines with scenes, you know, sometimes one, those co-stars, especially on like an episodic could be a co-star because it's budgetary reasons. And so it actually might end up being, it says co-star, but actually might be a bigger role. I mean, we've seen co-stars look like a top of show guest star and vice versa. Um, but never, never trying to go back. You know, if you're going to do this one co-star and then you go do this other thing, you are not going back down to a co-star. That's not the so goal. What you, so what if you, they got an offer for a co-star, then a guest star, and then another co-star, you would turn that down. You would think that would be a wrong, a wrong move to make. Well, the other aspect of that is like, what's that co-star? Because I think, okay. You know what it would be too is like okay what is that co-star which project it is and who's it opposite of because if you go do a co-star on bones and you know network like standard network procedural and then you go do a guest star on something else and then like say breaking bad or True Blood. It was some. All these shows are off the air, Scott. But okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. But there's like right in my head and Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad posters right there. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, how anything, any of those big premium shows, right? right. Um, Queen's Gambit. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> then it'd be okay. Well, it's a more prestigious show that might be a little bit more worth it. And then you know, I think that's kind of where the going back might be a factor. So just, but it, again, it depends on the client. And depends on. And also explain because sometimes a co-star is just financially. That's why it's called a co-star. So, mm -hmm. um, and it's in their budget that way. So it could be a smaller role, but it could be the same size as a guest star. Yeah, it can. Um, that are listening, some people don't understand the difference. So clarify. Is it just well? I mean, I think what it, what it is is because you know they sit there and depending on the scheduling of the shoot um, of like say an episodic, you know they have to they have to book the actor for a certain role for you know for a week or so and then they have to put them on top of show um because that's just the way it's scheduled and the scenes are but a co-star could be one or two days and you're getting that smaller rate but it just your scenes are meatier and you know so it's really just comes down to the budget of the of the of the shoot and that's why sometimes we've seen uh clients get a co-star we're like okay and then go get uh then get an upgrade to a top show guest star and the co-star was meteor and we're like, okay, well, we want, we want to use that in front of like your reel or whatever it may be, you know? So it's, yeah, it just really, it just varies. And especially now COVID purposes, like you're, you're, you're seeing more productions get, you know, the costs get more, well, increased because of COVID and testing and all that, but mm -hmm. you know, the roles being a little bit lesser. I haven't noticed because actually right now the studio, people have just booked some really big things, but yeah. whatever. It's all coming back. That's my yeah. philosophy. It's all going to come back. It's coming back now. They're figuring out how to make it work. And then, you yeah. know. There's been some successful shows, uh, you know, and like SWAT was like one of the first ones to start back up and they've been yeah. very successful. And, yeah. you know, there's yeah, some others like, you know, obviously All Rise and Big Sky just premiered and all, you know, and all the others. And um, so there yeah. have been some success. It's just like, yeah. but then you're also seeing that there's like, it's there's there's stuff coming out but then it's like it's just lesser than what you're you're nor you know you're used yes. to that's right. normal but 
Uh, I've always been saying people find a way, human beings find a way and we will find a way. We and will find a way. We are resilient and this industry has to come back. The world yeah. needs us. It is coming back, but it's going to come back tenfold. Do you think because of COVID and how everything's just starting up again, that December when everything shuts down, do you think that's not going to happen and everything's going to be pushing through and it's going to change the whole process of the idea of the pilot season? Um, ooh, I don't know. I mean, I think I like to be optimistic um, and hope everything goes and there isn't a shutdown, but I'm still thinking there might be. Um, but I think when it comes to we finishing out the year, we got what next week's Thanksgiving and three weeks left. Um, and then you have your standard shutdown. But I think come 2021. I'm just, I'm just oh. saying about the standard shutdown. Do you think they're not going to do that and keep production going to make? Oh, sorry. I missed Oh yeah. I misheard you. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's something I have had discussions with, with people, but from what we're seeing is that productions are having hard outs like that, you know, mid, mid, mid December. So I was, I was curious though, because I was sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm like, are people going to try to power through and get another episode or two in if it's an episodic or whatever it may be? Um, We'll see. I mean, I think, I think things were probably still going to shut down for the holidays, but you know, I've seen some shows that have like uh, a hard out at like the 18th, you know, or the 14th. Um, So, but that's not, I I was curious. I thought maybe production would even extend through December, maybe just take that one week off because of, because they've been shut down for so long to make up for the lost time. Yeah, no, I, I thought so too, but it doesn't seem like it's happening um, from everybody I've talked I've talked to and huh. but I believe they have just like an earlier start date in January. So uh-huh. sometimes people shows will come back mid January, you know, or you know, mid, late January, but now it's going to be, you know, I think a lot earlier. Um uh-huh. pilot season, I mean, what we're seeing with pilot the standard network pilot season is that each year the last few years it's been less and less scripts. Yes. Uh, there's also the pilots that they were in the middle of shooting and they're recycling for this next cycle right. or they might not at all. Um, and then there's some new ones that they're, that, you know, people bought. Um, Cause I mean, it was, they were buying people, you know, develop, you know, production studios and everything were buying left and right, you know, in the yes. summer, I think, you know, cause yes. they were like, Oh crap. Every, you know, the joke was everyone's going to watch all of Netflix and I feel like people have, and you know, yes. and you're going to need new stuff. So you know, you see some, you know, we see some pilots in the works now for the cycle, but I think it'll be a lesser amount of scripts, but you know, like everybody says, pilot season's year round now. It is year round. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cause you, yeah. So, when we give out an appointment to an actor and then the actor doesn't call you back. Is that <laughs> grounds for dropping that person or that they're too lax in calling you back or they miss too many appointments? Does that uh, cause you to be like, to lose interest? Um, there's definitely red flags in that scenario. Um, I think, you know, I mean, not that I would know any actor that would do that, but I hear stories. There's, there have been stories. I've heard it. I've heard it more from the commercial side. Um, and, but for us, like I've always had a system in place where, you know, especially at the agency, we're sending out appointments and in my mindset, I'm like, everyone has a cell phone and you have your emails. Like you can look at, and if you don't have it dinged or notification, I'm like, I don't know why, especially when you're an actor, you need to like, if you have an audition, that's your, you, you need know, your ding to be dinging as <laughs> you know, right. And if you're not, you know, if you're like, you have an audition coming in, you want to know about it. Um, but we always had like, by the end of the day, um, or if it was like, okay, this is due tomorrow, like right away, then like, okay, right when we send it, we're texting or calling. Yeah. And like, you know, so, but if a client doesn't, I think that's the thing too, is like for me, if a client doesn't call back, part of that I think is on me because I didn't reach out. 
or mm. the fact that you did reach out, they didn't call back and they didn't respond to the email and you're like, what the hell? And then you're like, what happened? And if it happens more than once, that's when you can be like, what, what is going on? And it's like, okay, do we have to part ways or not? You know? So I think it's kind of a, you, you take it as it goes, but I, you know, for us, like <clears throat> we're, there are some clients where, you know, you know, to just text or call them like the second you email them because you're like, okay. I just yeah. can't believe any actor wouldn't. I mean, that is your job and that is your passion yeah. to get work. So yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't know if fear comes into some of these actors. I'm not saying any of your actors would ever do that. Yeah. I'm just bringing it up because it's a no-no. It is a for sure no-no. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen people like, they're like, can you call me when you have, like, when you send me an email? Because they're not looking at their emails. And I'm like, okay, well. Okay, fine. Everything is emails, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and um, Dave, do you, do you share everything um, uh, with your territories of the casting directors and all the products, or do you split it and share? I mean, what is it? I mean, right now, we're, you know, we've been working together for over a month, and we're sharing everything, um, yeah. you know, so it's like, again, all the clients have two managers, um, and it's more of like a just bouncing ideas off each other, and, you know, I could be like, okay, I'm jumping on this call, and then... David will cover everything and then vice versa you know so and it's like, so cool I love you guys you guys are the coolest oh yeah and because we're also looping each other in on everything yeah you know so it's not like okay this is mine I never right. liked that I never liked that mentality where yeah. I was like for me I was like you know because even you're like where does the appointment come from I was like I don't care as long as the client gets the opportunity you know I think I like yeah. I could you know you could pitch and all of a sudden like as an agent I'd be like I pitch and all of a sudden the appointment went to the manager and advice or it's vice versa and right. uh I don't, I'm like, whatever client got the client has the opportunity. So that's all that matters. I agree. So it's, I think it's great that it's a teamwork because it creates a, I don't know. I just think it's great that way. Yeah. Um, so can you give me, <laughs> give the actors out there some tips on what they should be doing in their career to further their career, how they stay on that path to getting an agent, to getting a manager and do actors need both an agent and a manager? Uh, no. Um, I no. don't, no, no. Um, I, well, I'll say that in the sense of like, right away, especially, you don't, okay. you don't need one. I think it, it helps as your career goes. Like, yeah, it's a good idea to have both. Cause like, especially as you get bigger, yeah. you know, like if your resume gets bigger, you know, yeah, you want that manager to help deal with the business and deal with all, everything, you know, all the, all the little things. So your life is easy, easier. Um, you know, but then, you know, I would say a lot, a lot of times actually think they need one, both like right away. It's honestly just find that one. Either if, one. If either start, or. Yeah. If, if you're starting out, yeah, maybe either or who's going to believe in you when you really also are just starting out or you're just training, yeah. you don't have the resume. Yeah. Um, what was the first part of that question? Like, I, I don't even remember. I, 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 oh. think, I can't remember. Uh, no problem. Oh, do they? So, do they need both, or just? One oh, oh no, yeah, I don't think they need. Yeah, like, like I said, I don't think they need both right away. Um, it wouldn't hurt, but um, you know, and and sometimes even as an agent or even as a manager, you find somebody and you're like, okay, and then you can call like say some agents you know, and you're like, you we should meet this person, and like maybe the just kind of have a team. But at the mm -hmm. same time, it's also as manager, like if it's me and I find somebody and you really believe in them. It's like, do you really need an agent right away? You know, let's like, let's get things going. Let's get, you know, your materials better. Let's mm -hmm. get, you know, let's get that one thing that you need and then, you yeah. know, and go. But um, <clears throat> I think, oh, the tips. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, honestly, kind of over this uh, talk, it's 
the tips have kind of been there where it's really like, you know, don't just go for anybody just to have them. Um, I mean, how, you might just, that's maybe all you want is auditions and you just want to work. And you don't care if it's a hundred co-stars. Um, but cause yeah, you can get kind of trapped in that category because all of a sudden casting be like, Oh, we really want somebody good. Oh, so-and-so would be great. Cause we can count on them to do this role. Mm-hmm. And that's when as a, as a manager and agent, you'd be like, no, you know? And so, but I think it's, you know, everybody has to network, whether you're a rep or an actor or writer or director, like you want to go out and network. Um, you want to meet the right people, you know, um, how do you do that during COVID? How do you get out there and network? Uh, Ooh, um, there's been, what are we talking about? I mean, try maybe try to find some groups, um, you know, even inside your, inside your acting classes, you know, get close to people, work with people, zoom, even outside of like, you know, say they're working with you, like, Hey, let's do something. Let's work together on, um, zoom and then maybe it's your other acting students. well and also we bring in guests so that's a way to network but i'm saying yeah. not so i guess really to get into that community to get into a studio that has that community that ha- get, supports the opportunity yeah and it really does and you know and you can find some people that you can be, you know become close with and we've had clients that do that you know like they all of a sudden yeah. met somebody yeah. and you know you and then they just have they would do stuff on the side working you know making themselves better uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard during, uh, COVID and you're constantly doing zooms. And I remember when it first started out, I had some friends are like, Oh, just do zoom drinks all the time. I'm like, that sounds awful. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm good. No. And then those same people were like, Oh yeah, they got tired of it after a month, you know? And it's like, you know, so, but, but you've signed some people from zoom. You haven't met anybody from my studio, but you signed them. So you yeah. saw your work and it's really important for actors out there to know that you can communicate in your zoom box you yeah. communicate clearly really can there's a resonation that happens I think there is. Yeah. and that's the one thing you, you need to people i think need to work on because one i mean once vaccine comes and people can be in the room with you yeah. know casting and producers that's one thing but it goes along with the self-tapes like i mean the thing is like make sure you have the best self-tape studio at home because even before covid they were becoming more prominent and when some people know you so you want you want something that's going to even pop off the screen because yeah the one thing you're missing is that in-person energy that charisma like you know where sometimes that's all it needs to book the role uh but you know making sure you pop off the screen i always use one we had one time when a client pre-covid was like he auditioned with a red camera and i was like holy crap like you know so and it just blew and it blew casting away i'm not saying everybody do a red camera because you can see every detail of your skin but you know it's like but you know it's it's something that it made it pop you know and and him considered to be part of the the project and he was he was in consideration for the role um didn't go his way but that's that was the win anyways and so um yeah i mean really sound great taping great setup yeah i mean it's yeah, I would say it's, for us, like we sign definitely through Zoom. Um, you know, people are we we peruse inquiries and stuff. But um, and then yeah, just try to network, ask your friends, hey, who their reps are. Um, it is an interesting time because people are being a little bit more strict about signing because you know they have their current roster that they're caring about and they need to care about until it's really things are opening up and they can either expand or make cuts or whatever it may be. Right. You know, so. But there's always some place that's looking for you out there, actors. Yeah. If you don't, have, there's somebody out there. Like every yeah. relationship, there's always going to be a relationship yeah. out there. Yeah. And it's always so, do your research. You know, don't just do a blind inquiry. Do your research. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, many, many mis- I always joke that if you spell my name with two T's, I'm not going to consider you. But like, I, know, I was going to introduce you today <laughs> with one T. I totally forgot. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, only, I only say that jokingly, but it's more of like, yeah, do your research. And, um, you know, one somebody would be like, oh, congrats on this booking. And I was like, that was two years ago. Yeah. And so like, you know, so it's like really kind of look, look at the roster, see if, you, you know, people are your type or not or whatever, especially with agents and then, um, or even managers and, you know, just try to find, yeah, just do your research and, you know, try to network and, and just, but keep working on your craft, keep working on, on you, just you, uh, yes. <clears throat> because again, the acting coaches might, uh, uh, recommend you to a, a rep the casting directors that show up might, you know, so you do those things like, especially during early pandemic in the summer when everybody was doing the virtual meetings and, you know, and the casting calls and stuff. And I was like, I mean, it's, it seemed a little crazy, but you never know. Great opportunity. Great yeah, opportunity. You never know what's going to come from it. So, um, and yeah, I mean, that's the thing too, is you, as a rep, we've been recommended clients by casting producers, directors, acting coaches, you know, your family, like whatever it may be, you know, so it's like, yeah, yeah, you never know, just keep working and keep, and keep doing things. And then, you know, that stuff will come. Scott, you're so amazing. Thank you so much for coming today and hanging out with us guys. Stay courteously aggressive. We'll have you back again. And I wish you so much success at Armada. I can't say that name so much. Armada (laughs) partners. It's a tongue twister for Sherry show. (laughs) <laughs> partners. Uh, thank you so much. Have a rocking rest of your evening. Thanks thank you, for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for having me.